0: hello and welcome once more let's say welcomes welcome once more to the loving creative podcast with me kamga your friendly creative and on this podcast i can't tell you exactly what we're talking about except that one i am a creative and i always talk about creating things and how that interrelates within you know your creations and yourself and the people around you and the second thing that always you know ends up talking or being in the podcast is how to make a living with your creativity so the title of the podcast is a and creative because i think nearly everybody one probably everybody is a creative and two everybody you know loves something and you want to make more of that thing in the world whether it's babies hopefully it's not more babies i mean that's if you want to make it and if you can afford to make it or books and businesses and other things so thank you for taking the time today to listen to this podcast you may not know this but this is episode 6 of the 100 days of daily podcast where i'm challenging myself to create 100 episodes of this podcast so i hope you're going to keep me accountable if you haven't followed the podcast anywhere yet maybe on soundcloud or itunes wherever you might want to subscribe to it so that if i don't show up you'll be like yo kamga you said you're going to you know make 100 episodes what's happening are you disappointing us the way you always have so yeah but anyway even if you don't uh, this is something I'm doing for myself and if you listen to the first episode of this series, you would understand where my thoughts came from and what that happened. But in today's episode, I want to talk about something that has been bugging me for a couple of weeks and especially more recently since yesterday I had a conversation with a, a Cameroon YouTuber a creator, a content creator who is originally from Cameroon but lives in the US and by the end of the conversation I caught myself in this loop realizing like wow I haven't spoken to anybody who has common interest with me in a while. I mean I feel like I actually forgot how to speak. So just to give you a title of this episode, this today I want to talk about how how to lose friends. Like how do friendships how <laughs> how do friendships die? How do you end up in a place where people that you used to be close with, people used to talk a lot about, you know, things, people used to share intimacies. I mean, not necessarily relationships and romantic intimacies, more like, you know, feeling like you could get support. How do those die? And what ever makes me qualified to talk about this? I have my best friend. My best friend is T who is in the UK, and yeah, that's his name. You probably have to replay that to understand it, but you probably don't know how to spell it. But anyway, T and I met in high school in 2006. So we've been friends for, what, 14 years now. Yeah, wow. T, if you're listening to this, yeah, 14 years of us knowing. In fact, if we had a baby together, our child would be 14 years old. by the time. <laughs> But anyway, and even, you know, with my wife, for example, my wife and I also met in high school, so 14 years. Basically, T and my wife came to school to my secondary school when I had spent the past five years there. So we met in lower acid science. And that's how we actually met. So even before I met T, I had other people in my life who were considered friends. Like people I never I could never imagine that they would never be in my life. And throughout my journey, I've had people come in and go. I've had people, you know, create very strong friendships and then broken down in terrible ways. Like one of them really stands out, a friend that I considered a brother, and that eventually ended up dying in a way that up to today I'm like but this could have been saved somehow. So today, I want to just think about this, and I don't know if I call it a rant. I don't really have a solution to this. It's just a process of understanding, like how do we even build those relationships? How do we start friendships, and then what keeps them, and then what makes them die? And is it possible to you know revitalize them? And before even you know go into this, I want to first of all say that I I think I'm an I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist, even though I try to be realistic and try to. Uh, be be as factual and realistic as possible. But the more I, you know, live in my relationship, with my wife, the more I think about it, the more I realize perspective. The more I actually get to see, like, actually, I don't like to think that things are going to wrong, to go wrong. I always feel like they're going to get fixed somehow, even if I don't know how. And for some cases, it's good. Like it's good to have an optimistic point of view to look at the world. Like, oh, everything's going to be great. You know, you never need to have money. You never need to m- make sacrifices, and it's it's a great feeling to think that way. But ultimately, if that is, you know, your mile, if you're like me and you think only about the positives, then you are not very realistic about the negatives. When it comes to friendships, for example, if you think that it's always going to be great, that you never get to be betrayed, you never get, you know, people never make mistakes, people never lie to you. Uh, Like if you listen to the previous one, we are all strangers, you hear about the whole default to truth thing. If you read the book by Markham Gladwell. So ultimately... As an optimist, I tend to think that friendships, you know, would last for the rest of my life. But then, when I'm when I try to be realistic and think about it and look at my own life, I have people we met when we were like what seven years old, like people I know people who went to the same primary school. Our parents were basically co-workers, and this day we know each other. But I don't feel like we know each other the way we sh- the way I know, for example, Tikwe, The way we've talked about, you know, important things like big topics like death and pain and suffering and money and struggles you know mental health and things like that so i i feel like the way friendships are made are not necessarily by proximity by uh, what i like is propinquity which is if you can find a word you don't know why i like the word it's really you know people around you and i think it's easy to forget that friendships are not built just by those who are around. You. yeah of course you can only make friends with people who are around you in most cases but with things like the internet for example a friend who was really a friend since the day we'd met, I mean, we had our issues, is Anne Marie. Uh, Anne Marie is her, she's a writer, she's a mom now, and she's somebody that I have had such a hard time. Like between 2016, 2017, 18, we started a blog on Medium called Selfish, which is still running now, but under a very different uh, lead. It's currently being led by Fatima to write about different things. but that aspect of our lives strengthened our bond. Like we were both struggling between figuring out what we wanted to do, what we wanted to do with our lives, with our writing. And then we were listening to very similar podcasts, you know, looking at life in very similar directions. And that period of time, 2016, was when I feel our friendship really solidified because we were in a place of, man, we need to support each other. We need to grow together. We need to watch out for each other, be each other's accountability partner. And that forged a very strong bond that even across the years, we had a, a fallout. A st- I don't even call it the fallout. we had a, a very huge, like a big, major difference in our directions, both on the platform and in, even in our way of looking at the world. And honestly, I know it, it was mostly my fault because I wasn't ready to take the criticism that she wanted to give me, and that became a period of like for like one, two, I don't know, three months, we didn't speak to each other. And eventually, we both came back, and that's something, like there was one friendship that was not built with distance. We didn't know ourselves in the same space. We met just once, like one time. Like, I'm 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 serious. We met physically one time, so all our conversations were through, you know, phone calls on WhatsApp or emails or medium conversations and comments. So when I look at friendships, the way they have been for me, when I look at people like Tikwe, who is my longtime friend, my wife, who is my friend now, people that have been in my life for a long time, but I still don't consider friends that much. I don't know if it's an individual thing, maybe it's just me, but I need a certain level of um, investment in the friendship, both in terms of maybe knowledge and time and presence. And presence does have to be physical. Like right now, I have a very good friend who's also a mom. Why are my friends only with, with parents? <laughs> I have a good friend who's a mom who we talk to. She sends like very long voice notes. And we our friendship has been, I don't want to say one-sided, it's been built because of you know sharing information that most people in our lives don't really know and it's not just sharing from it's not like secrets of like i'm a murderer and i've killed somebody it's more of like being willing to be vulnerable yeah i think that's the thing being willing to be vulnerable with somebody who could actually use that information against you because i feel like that's the way friendships end up you know dying you, you share information with somebody and you trust them and then they end up doing something that you that takes away that trust in a way that you don't feel like you can be comfortable with them anymore and eventually the friendship dies and that's what my thought is because yesterday when i was talking with um uh, this YouTuber and we're talking about things and we're sharing, you know, perspectives and, ex- and experience. It was the first time we we're having a conversation. So there was a certain level of, I don't really know who this person is and I don't know how much I can share with, but the more we talk, the more we, you know, the more I discovered how we actually see the world in similar places we are, you know, you're going through difficulties that I've been through, you think very similar to me. There's a very high chance that, you know, that friendship gets built across the top. So I can actually almost, you know, extrapolate. Like this is the kind of person I can trust with certain kind of emotion. But then again, As optimistic and realistic as I can be, one thing that my relationship and my, you know, my marriage has shown me is that it takes time for me to build trust. I don't just give out trust because we have similar interests and we like music and anime. (laughs) Yeah, I can trust you about, you know, recommendations of music and anime, but when it comes to difficulty, like right now, the past few months, April and May have been very difficult for me, but nearly every single person who knows me, you know, acquaintances don't really know exactly what happened. There are people who do know, like family, friends, like people who... I Some I've never met, some I've never even actually had the time to meet physically, but that trust has been built. So it makes me to think like the whole idea of friendship, how it grows, how it sustains, how it dies, has very little to do with the distance. If if there's anything, that's my own theory that you don't have to meet people to be good friends with them. You don't have to meet people to trust them. Sometimes people can actually be trustworthy without necessarily you know, being in your face. I think it's people's actions, people's words that actually build and break the relationship. Because when it comes to the death of relationships, of friendships, let me actually you know, weigh in on that since I'm coming to the close of the podcast and I haven't talked about the thing I was talking about. The way friendships die, I think, is because people don't invest in them. For me, that's it. That's my theory. If you don't invest in your friendships, they die. And I'm sure a lot can be said about you know who carries the friendship and what is the balance of investing versus staking. I don't know if there's an equal balance of, say, oh, if I talk to you, if I call you four times a week and you don't call me four times a week, then we're not friends. Or... If I give you more money, then you give me more money when I need you. Want no friends? Because I don't know if there's that kind of logical balance of investment. I think it's so much more about the fairness of the relationship because there are people who are, you know, well-built. When I say well-built in quotes, is more of the, the emotional balance and their lives are sort of okay. They're, they're having an okay time. Maybe not a great time, but they are not having as bad a time as you. So I think sometimes friendships have to necessarily be imbalanced because if, if you're a friend to someone, the person loses say, a family member or somebody they cared about, you will not expect them to you know, be present for you because you're failing an exam. That exam could be very important. I mean, it could be the exam that changes your life. So there's a very you know, thin line there between the balance that is in friendship versus the investment. And I know I'm saying a lot of things that don't make any sense. I could develop each of them into individual podcasts. But the big idea I'm trying to say here is that, first, distance is not required. Second, the investment for each person in the friendship, it doesn't have to be balanced. I, I I thought it was, like, for a long time, I used to think, oh, if somebody doesn't call me as much as I call them, then they're not my friend. If you're not, you know, finding out about my issues, they're not my friend. Yeah, for some aspects, there's some patterns that you have to notice. Like, there are people who just suck. The people, I mean, when I suck, I mean, I literally like vampires. They suck your energy. They suck your time. They suck your, you know, they take advantage of your generosity, of your friendship. And that, those are not friends. Those are vampires. <laughs> you should flee from them or put them in the sun and expose them. But the way friendships die is that we... We want to be balanced. We want to receive as much as we give. We want to take as much as we give. And we think that everything is balanced. Like the world is fair. I don't think the world is fair. And I think when it comes to friendships, yes, you you know, having mutual interests is a great thing. You have things to talk about. But I also think you need to have people who are different. Because if you are not growing in a friendship, if somebody is not teaching you new things, then I don't know. I feel like it's a waste of time. Yeah, you might you might have come together because of your interest in music, or you know, being in the same place, or being in a forum together. But I think you have to be able to grow and push each other. I think good friendships are like a kind of rivalry, and that's the way Aunt maria and I have been. Where it's, she's pushing in the direction of her creativity, she's pushing in the direction of her newsletter and writing these great articles. I'm reading. I'm like, man, I wish I could write like this. I need to get better at this. I'm like, hey, how did you do this? And she's she sent me a book recommendation, a podcast. And then when I'll make a video, she'll be like, whoa, this editing was so good. So we are both pushing each other in the direction of our dreams, not necessarily in the same space, because as much as she enjoys writing and podcasting and all that, I'm doing a podcast and writing as well. But her direction and what she wants to achieve with them are different from mine. So I think friendships would stay more alive if we actually tapped into our differences and brought those to make the. The relationship so so that the the whole like the the sum of the parts or the whole is bigger than the sum of the parts so independently we are fine like we're good you know like a marriage independently you should be able to stand by your feet but together you grow so how do friendships die is when we don't add any value to the relationship when we want it to be balanced by you know giving as much as we receive and not being there for the other person and also when we we assume that we know people if you go back to the episode I talk about talking to strangers you get what I'm talking about but I want to keep this podcast under 50 minutes, and now, if anything, I'm learning that I have this, all these big ideas that I need to actually you know, think through before trying to talk about, but I, I really enjoyed going through these ideas to see where I'm coming from, and hopefully you'll tell me what you think, because your feedback will enable me to understand if whatever I'm saying actually makes sense to any other person, because maybe I'm just ranting here by myself. But anyway, how friendships die, that's what I think. You think that you have to be balanced. You think that you have to receive as much as you give. You think that life is fair. And when it's not, it dies. And for me, one particular friendship that died got me to realize, like, if you're not willing to forgive, if you're not willing to adapt, if you're not willing to grow, if you're not willing to make the exceptions, then friendships are definitely short to die. So I, I know this because the relationships that I have destroyed, the relationships I've tried to save, and because the other person wasn't willing to, I don't know, don't forget it's more like be willing to try again and sometimes you can't possibly try again which is understandably like if you've been if you've been burned you've been burned but life is short man and sometimes if if somebody doesn't want to get you back for me this is me this is probably my pride or my ego talking but if i try my best to get you back as a friend and you fail then i'm ticked off to know that you're not actually worth my effort because if you were then oh actually i'm not worth the effort for you to change And if you don't think I'm worth the effort, what I can do is just go back with my self-respect and be like, I tried my best and you didn't want me. And looking at my life and seeing all the people who actually do want me, I feel like putting that energy in somebody who doesn't want me is a waste of time. So sometimes you kill the friendship. Yeah, that's a very dark way to end this podcast today. (laughs) But anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My name is Kamga and you listen to Love and Creative. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh yeah leave me a comment let me know what you think i'm currently doing 100 podcasts this is episode six and i will talk to you tomorrow